I misjudged just how big it is. And I don't have anywhere to put it. So I've kind of been resigned to the fact that Ralphie's just playing with it now. Hello, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Scott. I'm PJ. And I'm Ron. Cue the music. Keep on Sunnyside, always on Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. Keep on Sunnyside alive. Meep, meep. <laughs> <laughs> Just start the show with the somebody said Mega Mix there. <laughs> yeah, that was a special little treat for you. It's just me going hog wild on the soundboard. Oh, yes. <laughs> of the, of the three the sounds that we've got. <laughs> yeah, we don't have anything to talk about this episode. We are doing another. We're doing this episode purely because we're here. That's, that's, that's yeah. what happens with all of them. <laughs> so Susie was watching this. Um, do you ever watch the Vox Explained episodes on uh, Netflix? No. Oh yes, yes, oh, yes, no, yes. I've wa- I've watched uh, uh, I watched uh, uh, like a five or six of them all back to back. Yeah, no, like they're, the they're brain really and good. anxiety and. Well, she was watching the one this week about crying. All right. Okay. And um, you know, Over I didn't you. watch it, so let's not be going in here thinking I'm informed in any way. Wow, this is but that seems it, like a mad idea. But she um, she was saying that basically they they've kind of the them scientists have realised that a uh, that. People who cry more than other people don't necessarily have a better handle on their emotional on emotions than other people. But mm-hmm. um, just a lower bar for crying. Just a lower bar for crying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can cry on cue. You can cry on cue. Yeah, like I, so, I, someone sticks I, a cue up you. No, no, I can cry when I need to. I can I can evoke tears from. I can make them come to. All my right, eye. go. No, let's let's not make PJ cry on. The no, show. go. <laughs> you said you can do it. And do it. Why are you pulling at me? Cry, fatty, cry. <laughs> Man, Hannah, do you want to see him cry? <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet you are an ugly crier. <laughs> so I was kind of wondering. Like, anyway, they're a bit. It's all they're, mas- they're a little bit liquidy now. It's all, mas- it's all mascara and snot. Somewhat lacrimose. <laughs> yes, I can. Anyway, was... so when was the last time you? Well, what makes you cry? Um, Being bullied by, by you, by me. <laughs> like, are you an easy cry. crier? Do you find do you find that you cry about things in your daily life, or do you find that it it really takes something to push you? It uh, sometimes it's weird. Like Hannah brings up this story before uh, about how I didn't really cry when her dad died. Oh yeah, yeah. But then, like a year later. The dog it, died. Yeah, the dog. Yeah, the dog died, and I was like, "Woohoo! Oh, Griff!" And I hated that fucking dog. <laughs> he was so young. Real deferred. Uh, it was like a yeah, like a weird. Um, and I'm trying to think what other any other times. Um, I'll be honest. I've been struggling a lot lately, and like sometimes I'll I'll especially going up to see my brother, and I was up at his house the other day. And so he's out of hospital now. He's in a wheelchair. Uh, he's uh, he's got like a, a special chair for the toilet, and uh, you know. So he's uh, he's had to take a bath out and all this stuff. But there are photos on the wall of him when he was about five with my other brother. No, he must have been about four or five uh, with my other brother who passed away 
1997. Uh, and the photos of them together at age five, and he would have been nine. And, okay. uh, and driving, you know, that's okay. Just driving back in the car and just going, oh, God. And just suddenly the emotional, all the emotional stuff of that just kind of welling up and coming out. That's, so it's recent for me. <laughs> it's okay. a, lot of, a lot of gurning in the car when I come home from, you know, seeing my brother. So there. But do you find that that's like a... a helpful? Helpful, yeah. Is it a release valve or, <clears throat> or is it just an expression? I, I don't know. I, I feel like it, I feel like it needs to come out. And, and sometimes I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like, I, you know what, what's the point in holding on to this? What's the point in holding it back those doorways that just let it out and then it'll be gone. So that's, so I suppose there's an element of it, a kind of, um, a need to do it and to go, right, well, that's done. Let's move on here. And, and so I don't know if, if not doing it, I just go, right, I held that back. Let's go. You know, I don't know necessarily if, if, mm. if, if it feels like I've, that's a relief now I've done that or, you know, if it make any difference if it didn't. I just know of late it's been like, oh, just this is, this is difficult. And I suppose it has been a, a little vent to, to let something, some emotional thing out of me. So anyway, that's well, heavier in, than in, I intended. In, no, no, but that, that's kind of good. So, so you're saying that it actually took something very serious and, and well, no, no. I mean, that's not. I mean, it's, the whole the whole thing was serious. serious. Ready to make you feel like you needed to cry, but does that mean that like you, you don't cry at a movie? Um, I generally, I don't think I do cry at films. Although I think I can, I think that's a thing that I can allow myself to let go or not let go of. I think if I'm really in the mood, I could sit and watch something and go right, just just let the emotions flow through me like a conduit. Movies then- can play me like a fiddle. <laughs> yeah, no, me, me too. And I, I definitely have movies that are like my go-to movie. If I, yeah. if I find myself feeling like songs will do it to me, yeah. music might do it to me. If I've, it's I have really a few, kind I have of a few songs of, yeah. sort of in the bank that are, you know, hard to wank to. If, if, <laughs> well, more just like if I feel the need. No, yeah. and I don't know why I ever do feel the need, but I do occasionally feel the need that I want to kind of like push that that part of my emotional spectrum into the yeah into the red you know and then mm-hmm. and then I I will cry and then I'll just be kind of moved on moved on from it yeah. I, I don't know what that is you know where that comes from with then. you it's probably your eyes needing to get some liquid in there <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's probably some sort of physical thing for you just that you need your tear ducts going please God please cry we're gonna pop out again let's let's go but I bawled my eyes out at the first time I saw first time a league of their own. A League of Their Own, yeah, yeah. A League of Their Own does it for me too. Yeah, that that movie destroyed me. And I also haven't seen e. that movie in about oh twenty years or something. But uh, E.T. first movie that, I ever that cried song, at. that Roberta Roberta Flack song, is would move me to tears. I think it could be one I could let play, and in my you know if I was listening to it, I could let go and go. Oh God! You know, the first time ever I saw her yeah. face that one. Um, that would do it to me. E.T. E.T. is cursed for me. I can't get through that film without, like, that. that's one where I'm just unhinged crying. Yeah. and I remember I, it, it's one of my very earliest childhood memories. Same here. Is watching E.T. on probably a pirated VHS <laughs> at my <clears throat> grandparents' house. I think we were still living in Scotland at the time, so we must have been over here on a holiday. And me just sitting on her knee and just 
I don't even know what part. I, I don't remember the film. All I know is that, that it was E.T. I know what part it was. Just, the same part for me. Just, uh, so they find him lying dead at the side of the reservoir. They showed it to us in school, and I, I must have been... Let's see, E.T. came out in 81, so I would have been maybe P1, P2. And there was a, there was a girl in my year whose parents owned the local video shop, and every, so every Christmas... They, they had a big screen TV that they allowed the school to rent. Now, in my mind, this thing was 100 inches across. <laughs> but being as this was like pretty 82, 83, it might have been like, you know, a, a 42-inch screen. Yeah. And it was, like a, it was a projector. Like it was a projector in a box. Oh, a, so it was, it was a rear projection it, TV. It, it had oh, a flip, right, up, okay. yeah, flip yeah. up lid. And because I was in the I was in P1, we were sat right in the very front row watching this film. I'd never seen it before. I didn't know anything about it. And two-thirds of the way through that film... They had to call my parents <laughs> because I was lying on the ground, like just been like, like I, I was like, "What the fuck are you making me watch here?" I was that so upset. A, like that is a that is a rough movie to to make a kid sit through. Yeah, I, like, I, I was devastated by what, I, what, what movie is it? Et, et, right? Okay, and I thought I, you changed the movie. When and I the problem was, I didn't get to see the end of the film, so I didn't get the closure. So Ever. He just, so I was, he just fucking died so he, in a ditch. So, so for you, E.T. is a film about an alien that dies. It's a snuff film about an alien, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, saw the, I saw the film then, maybe like six or seven years later, and I had the same reaction at Christmas, sitting in the house with my family watching it, and my little brother laughing his tits off at me, <laughs> at me just been like shaking, crying at this film, you know? And you know, everyone else being like, Aaron's, oh, Aaron's a bit oh, sensitive. Old sensitive Aaron. Oh, Aaron's always like this about like, aliens. You know, it's, still, it's still a joke to my mum that I cry at E.T., you know? It's, it's, uh, yeah, my sister made fun of me whenever I cried at A League of Their Own. Well, you know, <laughs> th- that one seems a bit weirder. <laughs> no, one, no one dies in A League of Their Own. I, I can't, well, no, I, but well, they haven't talked for years! <laughs> I can't remember anything about League of Their Own except it's a woman's There's baseball no crying There's no crying in baseball. In baseball. Uh, well, all right then, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, uh, I mean, do you feel you need to guard that from your other half? That, that, do, you f- do you feel yourself kind of going, well, that film was a bit, there's something. Oh, I no, no, uh, no, not at all. No. Not at all, no. no, no Susie, and I- Susie is very used to sitting beside me on the sofa. Well, I am much more upset about the movie than she is. <laughs> Hannah cries easier than I do, but at the same time, we've both, like, the f- end of the first season of the OA, both of us just in, like, floods of tears. Really? Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, there's no there's no point in trying to stifle it, because mm. I can't. <laughs> but it's weird, because you're not genuinely sad about anything. At the time, it's... It's something manipulating you, pushing your buttons, and making yeah. you feel making you feel it's a like surface level brain you need to react. But you're not sad about anything in your life, and that's that's the weird thing for me. That's like it's a it's a purely empathetic cry. Uh, is it true that you're not always sad about something in your life? Well, I mean, okay, I mean, ET, like your alien didn't die. <laughs> no, so that's not. The, there's things that can push my buttons. Yeah. Any any movie where like there's like daddy issues. <laughs> You know, that, that totally plays into like my, my psychological makeup where it's like he's, he's totally reconnecting with his father <laughs> you know? or Royal Tannenbaums that's one like that really hits me Ugh, I do not like that film I love that film I know I've never seen it never seen I, um, it. So, so he hits it I love it you're like <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I'm trying to think what else made me cry I cried whenever <laughs> whenever I, I, I cried on the phone to a um, what would you call them? Whenever we bought our house, a sex line. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
One of those oh, we had 90. Oh, oh, my, oh my god. <laughs> Come. <laughs> my dad's going to kill me when he sees the bill. <laughs> no, it was it was the um, you're the best, Mistress Susie. <laughs> why would you? Why? Why, why call her Susie? <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only day that gives away hand. Yeah, but yeah, but you don't need to talk to anyone. You're fine. <laughs> Emotionally rock solid. Um, we bought our 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 house. The the the, the people who were building it went bankrupt, so it got. Uh, moved over to what do you call it? Insur- uh, administrators. Mm-hmm. So when we moved in, the administrators were kind of dealing with any problems and whatever. And we had a mm-hmm. lot of problems at the start. Like the literally the first day we moved in, the shower started leaking, mm-hmm. uh, and then plaster That's what you started. Want a to do? Leaking. <laughs> Give a, a controlled, controlled leaking. Controlled leaking. Yeah, not through the floor into the sit into oh, the no, living no, room that's, below. That's the wrong way. That's the um, wrong direction of a shower. I can't remember what he we was, were. Ron's desperate to try your back thing. Look at him up there. <laughs> Look what he's trying to do. His little trying pillows. to manufacture some sort of comfy little comfy spot. Yeah, stop! Stop bringing the attention to the things the listeners can't enjoy. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what the other what the other problems were. Maybe I've just blocked it out of my mind. Um, but I. F- what happened was anyway we ended up in some sort of heated argument uh over the phone because they were refusing to to sort something for us that was going to be expensive and and blah 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 and long story short i felt like it was my responsibility to be able to sort this problem it was mm-hmm. to do with the 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 house the home the homestead the and i felt it was stuff. yeah it was my responsibility to be able Man to sort that home um and they wouldn't do it. <laughs> the man and I don't know why. I don't know if it was just because it, it, it wasn't them. It wasn't the fact that they wouldn't do it. I don't know if it was just the the pressure because buying a house is fucking stressful, mm. and uh, ours was probably more stressful than than others. Uh, and yeah, it all it all. Well, we we find out. That, Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at Pillow Head over there. He's, Ron, Ron nine pillows, whatever he's doing with his, his pillows. It's not, hey, if he's not, it's not working, whatever it is. If he's comfy, he's comfy. No, he's not comfy. Fine. He's not comfy. Yeah. <clears throat> but I haven't I haven't cried so you, in a you long You cried time. on the phone to someone? Yeah. Actually, why, you went... Well, actually, while, while I was on the phone to her, yeah. Oh, oof. Yeah. Oof. That's yeah, it was not good. That's, that's my house! That's how to recover from... I uh, Like, oh... I mean, I I should have I should have just hung up, but I didn't. I tried to par through. You see, as you're saying, like, how do you recover from that? Because there's like this sort of coded thing that we're crying is is very negatively seen. You know, like that's a. Well, I think I think first of all, you want. I mean, it feels like if you're on the phone to someone to try and get them to sort something out. If you're crying, I mean, you you kind of you're in a sense you're trying to get them to do something for you. I regret and, bringing this story up now. No, I think it's I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think I feel like if you, as a man, if you burst into tears, you're in a weak and suddenly weak. You know, you suddenly like I can't, I can't do it. And that person on the other end is going to go, oh, oh, we've got a live one. <laughs> uh, they're not going to be sympathetic, is what I'm saying. I mean, best case scenario, I wish I, I, wish I could remember. Slightly, I wish I could remember what it was. I, I don't know. I mean, well, that's def- that's definitely a Western thing, though, because there's definitely countries in the world where <clears> men crying <throat> is not seen as. 
as unmasculine at all. Yeah. In fact, even some, some European countries, like Italian men can cry. Yeah. You know, Mamma mia, you know, Italian Mama. men can cry in our Now, hold on. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to go past it. <laughs> <laughs> What this is? This is a this is a. a is it me, Mario? Yeah. I'm really upset about my house. The, the Italian. Why is it okay? <laughs> my kingdom. It- <laughs> why is it okay for to make fun of Italians? Well, it's not. I'm making fun of Mario. He's an Italian. Well. He's, from, he's from the Bronx. That's a bit <laughs> from, from Brooklyn. <laughs> why is it okay to make fun of Italians, but not okay to make fun of? I don't know. Literally, please, please pick anything. Yeah, like any any other ethnic, <laughs> any other ethnicity with a discernible accent. I don't know that I th- don't think of Italians as being white. Well, there was a really interesting thing, and in, I saw a while ago on online talking about when Italians became white, essentially saying that they up until a certain point Italians were not viewed as white people. Because, and then it was after the certain point that suddenly whatever, you know, the money or whatever it is that, that, that then suddenly, you know, they're part of this population because black and white as a, as it's, a it's probably the same thing as it descriptor. happened with Irish where, you know, the, the societally there were, there were, they were at the bottom of the heap and then all of a sudden slaves came into the yeah. equation and, and slaves were freed and all of a sudden. I can do an Irish accent. Am I allowed to do that? Oh, but Jesus, no. Can we not stay in the house are you there? Su- are you sure that's how the Italians became white and not how the Irish became white? I think it's how the Italians became white. Well, there's a book called How the Irish Became White. Okay. Blind Boy talks about it on his podcast oh, okay, quite then. a bit. Well, maybe, maybe I've mixed that up then. Um, My point stands. It'll be the same reason. It's a me, it's- Mario. <laughs> <laughs> My point was that Italian men don't really feel the need to inhibit their their emotional sort no. of displays because that's acceptable in their culture. Yeah, yeah. But in our culture, crying is seen as a real sign of weakness. And I, I you know, I wonder... Would you ever shut up, boy, and eat your potato? Well, oh, Daddy, I don't like potatoes. I'll and fuck off with you. <laughs> oh, what is happening? <laughs> I'm introducing some improv into the more serious aspects of the show. I, 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 I feel like it needs it. It doesn't feel like improv, though. <laughs> <laughs> I I find it very easy to cry at films. I was crying at Terminator Dark Fate. I cried, you know, during What that. bit did you cry in that film? <laughs> well, it's, oh, the it's, very first the very it's, first bit. It's nice to no, have them not back. That, well, not that bit, but I was it was <clears throat> th- there are there are self-sacrifice moments I feel towards like, the I, end. I, oh yeah. Okay. And things like that generally send me a bit Did you cry? One. Did you cry when Big Arnie went into the vat of molten metal? And oh, I was a up? mess! <sighs> I, I rewatched Terminator 2 the other night because I knew I was going to go and see Dark Fate this week. And uh, one, it still really holds up. <laughs> and two, yep, I absolutely did. <laughs> the first time I watched it, I did. Like, the, It's not even the bit when he goes into the, the molten metal. Mm. It's when he says, I know now why you cry, but I it's something I can never do. Why you cry. But it's something, something I, I can never, never do. do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. My Italian accent's offensive. For, first time I saw Terminator <laughs> Two, um, I was too young to see it in the cinema. So we, we um, there was a. What video, year was it? Ninety one. Uh, I think it came out in ninety two. Ninety two. Ninety three. Ninety one. Like ninety two. Um, so it was a fifteen. There was no way I was getting to the cinema to see it. Uh, but the local that video, was only a fifteen. Yeah. yeah. God, they, they, that was that was those were the days. <laughs> but the local video shop again, owned by the same people who who I was, <laughs> went to school with. Um, the the older brother would always rent us anything we wanted out of there because we went to school with him, and uh, but we we were terrified that like we went we were at my cousin's house and we were terrified that his dad was a going to find out that we had rented a movie that was too old for us because he was in the police, <laughs> yes. and two, um, 
we, we after we watched the movie, we were like, they definitely wouldn't be happy about us watching this film. So after we watched it, we buried it in the garden. <laughs> Hit the what? button, hit the button! No, only... Which one? Only because we were just... I don't know what we thought that... What about uh, the guy who was like, I rented you... Do you know how? Do you have any idea how expensive VHS rental I'm, copies I'm, were I'm, back no, then? It was I'm only picturing. for the night. It was only for the night. It was because we wanted... We you buried it in the garden for a night? We were worried that my uncle was going to come in and ask what, we, what we'd rented. I'm picturing, and, and I'm picturing a crime scene now so, where the police are digging up bodies of VHS videos. This wasn't videos. really my idea. I must stress it. was my cousin who was more scared of his father than I was. What did you rent? Nothing. Why Nothing. are you covered in dirt? No reason. So we, Why is there a small pile of dirt over there in a little mine? So he wrapped it in a I plastic bag and dug a hole in the garden and <laughs> hid, it, hid it behind a shrubbery. And then the next morning, as soon as the light, first light came up, he went out, got the video, and ro- rode his bike back to this, the video shop. This seems like an inordinate amount of work. He uh, could have just put it behind the bed, or I mean, this was this was a cousin who had no problem, you know, going to where his dad kept his gun and waving it right at him. <laughs> but he was very scared that his dad would know that he watched Terminator Two. <laughs> uh, that is, there's not a lot of good thinking going on there. I don't know. I mean, are you he's guys now seen, very high in the police himself. It's evil. Yes. yes. Um, there is not an awful lot of films I would cry at, I don't think. I've seen some movies where I've felt quite emotional through them, maybe because of other reasons, and I've just felt a bit like like that level of skin has weakened a bit, and, and so I'm more inclined to, oh my god, there's some kids in this and they're in danger and I can't take it. <sighs> just like that. Or something has happened that's quite a parallel to something that's really happening in real life, and you're kind of going... I, I, this is too. I just can't. But that part of your, bit. that part of your skin, where underneath it holds the your love Real for aliens. <laughs> your love for that aliens. is like that is like rock hard. Mm, that's pretty rock hard. Yeah, even even if they're robot aliens, who uh, I am Superman. Even those guys, I nothing for me. Emotionally, nothing. I mean, yesterday morning, I kind of mm. felt the desire to have a little cry. Mm. So I stuck on. Uh, the the 2010 remake of Karate Kid starring Jaden Smith. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow, that's uh... because there's a scene in it where Jackie Chan is is talking about the death of his of his family, and it gets me every time. I think Jackie Chan has never been better than he is in that particular scene. And, you know, I, I I stumbled upon, and I don't know if I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Have you seen Meet Joe Black? Yes, Do you know what? Well, I, I know of it. But I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very aware of it, but I've never seen it. <clears throat> Have you seen How He Dies? Yes. So I turned over just shortly before that happened. It's probably quite near the beginning, but I didn't see the very start of the film. And this was, it was on BBC Two, and this is going back probably 20 years. So I seen him get hit by two cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is still funny. <laughs> I didn't really quite know what to expect. I probably uncontrollably sobbed for the last 30 minutes of that film. Really? Okay. Just, I like lying in bed, just thinking, oh, I'll stick this, this is already on. Didn't have a remote. This is not worth getting out of bed to turn over. So let's have a watch. And then just lost it. (laughs) Absolutely lost it. So if you need if you need I'll, a go to, I'll check it out. Yeah, I mean, there's there's movies that kind of, you know, whenever I first saw them, I didn't have any any emotional reaction to them. But as I got older, 
Yeah, the, the, there's a weird thing, isn't it? But like, when you go, get Ghost, a, Ghost is an example. Ghost is a movie I just, I saw whenever I was a youngster, and I was just like, stupid movie. You know? <laughs> Honestly, my my reaction was, this wouldn't happen. It's <laughs> oh, a beautiful pot. And when I, when I watched it again as an adult, I, I just find myself gurning my eyes out. You know, yeah. Same goes for Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Uh, no, that one's not for me. It does it for me. It's weird. It's it's it's. I, so is it just only Patrick Swayze movies you were like this about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Roadhouse. Well, Roadhouse doesn't really have any sad moments in it. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, the the best bit is when he tears a guy's throat. Yeah. <laughs> but then I watched the the Patrick Swayze documentary. I am Patrick Swayze, and I cried at that. Is there a series of these? Yes. Okay. Because I thought there was a lot of people who were just couldn't think of a bit of a better title for their movie. Because there's I am, I don't know. There's somebody else. That's, they're all has, dead. Yeah, they're, I am except, dead. Pick somebody dead, and they have an I am about yeah. them. Okay. I would. Yeah, I can't think of any more off the top of my head. I do like a good movie cry. Did you cry during Endgame? Um, no. What about the other one? The 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 prior one? Did you cry when? Uh, oh, Spider! No, I didn't Spider-Man. cry. But Spider Man was cl- I, I came closer during the Spider Man scene than I did in any any other point in Endgame. Mm. Um, yeah. Although I remember uh, going to see Endgame, and the the problem was, it's not really a problem, but it's, it's just that um, something quite significantly sad had happened in in a lot of people's lives that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, whenever Endgame was on, the people in the cinema crying, and I'm like, this is nowhere near the saddest thing I've yeah. seen this week. Mm. You know. Now, watching it maybe six, seven months later, I felt something, you know. Yeah. But at the time, I just was not emotionally invested in that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's there's um. I think if your if your real life is kind of suddenly introduced something terrible, it you can feel all these things are a bit silly. Yeah, and, it was something very sort of shallow, and superficial, and isn't related to you at all. Yeah. Uh, it it won't work, you know. Leo McGarry's funeral. In, in the West, West Wing. Wing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that probably. Yeah, the West Wing is interesting because I think it's one of those shows that there are multiple generations of characters in it, and you will come back to it, and when you're much older, and you'll see it differently. Yeah, you'll you'll go. I just I was thinking about this today. It's like, oh, when I started watching The Simpsons, I was Bart and um, Homer, and 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 then your granddad, and eventually your Mister Burns. It's just yeah, <laughs> those, well, that's that's you what I said. Whenever, all of them. When The Simpsons started, I was Bart's age, and now I'm Homer's age. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, that that does add a different perspective on the whole thing. So. <laughs> yeah, even having kids does that too. Suddenly, you've got kids and shows with young kids in it are, are difficult. But you, but you both sometimes. feel very differently about that. You get very upset about. about I used to. I'm. I'm child. More, child yeah, peril. I mean, I I watched it a while ago, and I think if I were if my kids were younger, I'd have struggled with it. Um, but now I'm. I can watch it fine. Well, they're older, and they're yeah. not. They're not in that period of life where it feels like everything's a danger. You know, it feel, there's a point in your kids where they're so young, you you feel like you've got to be like every. You, there's a very primal part of you that is ready to attack and kill for your kids, and then you get older, and your kids are just irritating little fuckers, and you think, no, I'll let you die. <laughs> but but you don't. Feel you're that. you're already at that point. Yeah. You've oh. never expressed Although, any sort of like, you know... Um, love for your kids. No, you know, well, I was going to say <laughs> emotional sensitivity around child peril in movies because you no. have kids. No, what was... I watched something. We talked about this before. I watched something immediate, very child perilous, like immediately after having Ralphie. And it was... I felt... Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Although it's it's funny because 
Ralphie <clears throat> has started nursery recently, and he has made a a friend. He calls him his best friend. Um, and he came home one day and said, "Dad, I don't want to say his name." Uh, said that we're Thaddeus. That, yeah, the Thaddeus. <laughs> Dad, Thaddeus said that we're not best friends. And I was like, oh, right, okay. And how did that make you feel? And he said sad, and we talked about it a little bit. And a couple of days later, he said, Dad, Thaddeus, Thaddeus, is a cunt. Thaddeus hit me with an ice cream scoop and threw sand in my eyes. And I'm going like, to have to fucking hit this kid with my car. Because <laughs> that shit's not going to fly. <clears throat> no. But they're back to being best friends again. You have to, you have to size up Thaddeus' dad. Yeah, he's 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 wider than me, <laughs> but uh, like he he seems doughy, like okay. like a, like soft. <laughs> that means he could absorb your hits. <laughs> he could absorb my hips, but it also does. It, 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 he also seems like the type that wouldn't expect me to bring some sort of pipe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you I mean you're expecting us to resolve to to end in violence? Is that? I expect most things to end in violence. <laughs> so my, obviously, like, you know, our parents' generation, I, I don't think my, my dad ever really was into crying much. Um, my dad read the eulogy at his mum's, at his own mum's funeral and didn't. Well, the only, the, the first time I remember seeing my father cry was whenever his his father died. Because my, well, my dad, my dad read a, a poem when my grandmother died, my mum's mother, and he read a poem at her funeral. And when we were leaving the church, his mother came over to him and and said, whenever, whenever I die, would you say something nice about me? And no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then whenever she did die, which was a a long time later, um, my dad wrote her a poem called something nice and read it at her funeral and destroyed the room because nobody knew that he was doing this. Like nobody knew that he had been working on it. And mm. he is uh, quite an eloquent writer, mm. um, but he never, I, I keep see. telling him all the time that he should write things. And he's mm. like, well, what do I want to write things for? He's like, right. Okay. Um, but he's a very, very eloquent that writer. Ferguson and just ambition and yeah. drive the way you do. And our sunny disposition in Zest for Life. <laughs> we, we've talked about this. But just killed the room. Like, there wasn't a dry eye in the house, and he's standing there completely stoic. Well, and see, then, he, he's, he's, he's separated from it, though. I mean, he's because, he, because he's probably experienced the emotion during writing it. Yeah, yeah. And but the only, the only actually, time the catharsis you know, is there. You know? That's I when I did that comic about my mum. Did you remember, remember yes. the comic yeah, yeah, about yeah. my mum? That was quite emotional to do. It was very emotional to do. But once it was done, it was done. It was yeah. like, and there was no because I because I sort of posted it online and stuff, and then and it goes, I you didn't tell me about this thing, and I was like going. Well, I had the emotional experience while I was doing it. Yeah, the emotional then, catharsis is and, in the creation. Yeah, yeah, and then once it was done, it was done. I didn't. I mean, I didn't need to talk to anyone because it was done. And if I'd talked to someone while I was doing it, it wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done it. It would have just. Yeah. I'd have talked it out, and it wouldn't have been. You know, and also the emotional experience happened because I was doing it. Sort of. So it's it sort of it it um 
circled around itself if it hit into itself. If I ha- if I wasn't doing it, I wouldn't have felt the emotions. Uh, and if I talked to someone, I wouldn't have been doing it. And I wouldn't have felt so. But once it was done, that was out of the way, and I could you know I could look at it again. The only thing is, I I kind of part of me kind of thinks. Well, I'm not going to do anything with that. I mean, I could publish because um, Mal Coney down in Forbidden Planet said to me, "You should really do something with that. You should get it published somewhere." And I'm going, "Well, I feel like I've. I mean, I feel like the process of doing it is enough. I don't need to. Mm. I don't particularly want to get it printed anywhere, but so uh, yeah. Well, so I, I can well, understand. I, uh, what Mal probably means is that the emotional stuff in that resonates with other people. Yeah, well, that, that's what he was saying. He said he felt that it resonated with others. And I, and I had enough people say that to me that I kind of walked away from it thinking, I think, yeah, it, do, it does seem to resonate with other people. And, and there's probably an element where it stops being yours at that point then, you know, where you've had the process of making yeah, it. Yeah, that's an interesting and other, thought. And other people are going to derive <clears throat> their own emotional kind of... Yeah. Um, I know I know a know. few people at Reddit online had sort of emailed say, I, I lost my mum a while ago and this is really... You know, I, I, I Could you really do something with the feet, though? The feet are huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's always about the feet. Um, uh, you know, essentially, I'm I'm trying to average out the feet from Rob Liefeld. If he's got tiny feet, <laughs> if I've got large feet. It's going to average out normal sized feet over all the artists that there are there. Um, so yeah, so I can understand your dad sort of yeah. not feeling that emotional a connection to the it. Only time I've, the only time I the only time I've ever seen him cry is when we had our dog put down. Mm. That's yeah. that's the only time. Shouldn't have done it right in front of him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in a cruel, in a cruel way. Yeah. How were Especially you just by kicking it. I get I get upset thinking about my mum's dog basically nearing the end of its time. You know. Yeah. And I get that's... I get worried about Ralphie and Chewy. <clears throat> like he loves that dog, and that dog <laughs> I is. I was going to say, Chewie loves that boy. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we're going to have to. No, and that dog is like it's a. They're not. They're not dogs known for their longevity. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Well, a lot of people say the reason why they get pets is to kind of you know it's it's easier conversation to have about death with their with their kids rather. But yeah. Than, Do you know that's you know, a, that's an interesting point, but also equally. If you don't let them have any animal that dies, they won't have to deal with it till they're in their 30s, by well, which yeah. case well, they'll have matured. I, I, I Hannah's the point already, is, don't put him down before you know, he's actually time to go. <laughs> yeah. Just to pick a point of the kid. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah's already discussed with Ralphie about death mm-hmm. because obviously her dad died before mm. yes. Ralphie was born. Yeah. Um, and Ralphie will now periodically say things like, Dad, when you die, no one would ever see you again. Mm-hmm. You're like... Okay. He's like, can I have a biscuit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to have four I think, biscuits. I think when I die, I was going to say if I died, I think when I die, Nathan will just assume I'm like an iPad that has lost its power and will just need plugged in again. Thomas will really be hit emotionally, whereas Nathan will think, oh, dad's run out of charge. Oh, has anyone seen my headphones? <laughs> I mean, cut, cut to the wake when Nathan's trying to shove a charger up your ass. <laughs> he won't. I've got a portable battery. Or, no, I ain't be. He'd be saying, Daddy, I don't know where the portable charger well, is. But, I mean, obviously the reality is that Nathan likes consistency and you're a consistent thing in his life. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm and only joking. A- Nathan will be devastated, I think. <laughs> Sorry. You, you just took a little bit of, little bit of joy in that. <laughs> that he'd be devastated? Yeah. I know he loves me. I know. Even though right now he is very difficult to work <laughs> It's all very difficult. Everything is, uh, Nathan, could you turn that down? Yeah. And it doesn't go down. Nathan, could you turn it down? Yeah, it's okay. 
yes, turn it down though. I don't care if it's okay. Turn it down. <laughs> Everything. It's okay. It's like, what are you going to sort out your books for school? Yeah, it's okay. What, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Anyway, sorry. Kids, eh? Don't have them too, and too late. Too late. Well, I mean, I think I think whenever I think back to like you know fathers crying, it was like, mothers were always allowed to cry. Yeah, but dads weren't. You know, and that's, I can't. I can't ever remember. I think I vague memory of seeing my dad cry when I was much younger. Oh no! Well, obviously when my brother died. Actually, now I think about it, of course. Yeah. When my brother died, it was very difficult because they. I, they were in Canada at the time, so I was well, no no parent you know, really you know loves the idea of of burying her child. You know? I I had the phone my my dad in Canada to tell him that Mark was dead, and it was really difficult. I mean, you can imagine it was difficult. Yeah, that's a call I don't think I'd ever want to have to make. It's a phone and tell somebody that somebody has died. No, no, not not. I mean, it, it, and if, inevitably, as a dispatch, as, even if it's someone to, you don't know, yes, it's hard. But to kind of phone your parents to say Mark's dead. My brother's dead. You've got to come home from Canada, and and to you know then to tell my mum as well. My mum obviously took it really difficult. So that was you know I I don't remember my dad crying. I think he was trying to hold it together. But uh, and then them coming home because of course you know they came home, but it was still three or four days. So that was kind of. You see, I wonder if is that kind of the the classic sort of Western idea of like the man has to hold it together for yeah. the woman. You know like. You can't both fall apart at the same time. Yeah, I was. You know, I think she gets to fall apart, and then he'll he'll privately fall uh, apart. When, you know? when when Mark died, I was kind of very together. I think, but when my mum died, I was a mess, an absolute mess. I locked myself in the bathroom when I went round to the, my mum and dad's house. Uh, and just went. I'm. I can't do this and ran into the bathroom. And just locked the door. I just couldn't go. I wouldn't come out. <laughs> It was, and that was ten years ago. So it was not. I was not a young man. I was yeah. in my forties. Um, was it in my forties? Uh, I must have been thirty. No, hang on, shit. Thirty-seven I think, I think or something. It was before we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. So. Yeah, so I was about in my thirties. Um, in my late thirties, but it was like, yeah, I, that was. I was a wreck then. I cried like a river for days, weeks, months. Well, the loss of our parents is is the most significant. Yeah, thing that happens to us. I think you know. Yeah, it's, it's not something it's, you look forward to. Yeah, they they define your world, and then whenever they go, you know, it's it's like the world just seems off kilter. You know, mm. like I have both my parents, and you know, I I don't particularly get on well with one of them right now. But you know, when he goes, I know that's going to be a, a well, severe you, blow. But don't say which of your parents you don't get on with. <laughs> 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 but like that, that's going to be a difficult thing to deal with, especially if there's unresolved stuff. You know, yeah. so. It's a uh, you know I don't think it's easy no matter what relationship you no, have. No, it's them. not. It's not. It's not not going to be. It's, uh, God, it's what a really emotional. Why? Why did you do this? I, I just thought this was a good area to get into. <laughs> I thought after uh, Miracle Berries, uh, <laughs> we could maybe try heading down a, a different path. Ah, oh, all right then. Um, are you? Have you got a will, Scott? Now you've got kids and a house and a wife. Oh, got a will. Hannah gets everything. Is that just the way it's going to go? Hannah well, gets everything. Who else is going to get it? Well, you kids. I mean, it's a, do you have things that you want to distribute or disperse Bequest. in some way? Bequest in some other manner? Bequeath. Bequeath. Isn't that not what a... I bequeath. <laughs> is that not a fart from a vagina? <laughs> well, funny. I mean, somebody brought this up the other day. A listener to the show. You maybe guess who it was. We were talking about uh, Wills and uh, he said he wanted my projector. <laughs> <laughs> but as 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 time goes by, 
or uh, your projector uh, gets worse. Well, as, as as I accrue less and less physical goods, and my and my goods become yeah. digital, yeah, th- those things become more and more ephemeral. And I I don't know anyone really wants my iTunes library. You know, oh I do, I do. Yeah, but I don't, but <laughs> I I don't know. But I don't know if I can give I, it to you. I claimed it. Just yeah. Give me your password. <laughs> wasn't that? Isn't that what? Was it Bruce Willis or someone? Yeah, Bruce, it was Willis, Bruce Willis. Yeah, and the yeah. iPods. Bruce Willis thought his iPods were going to be so valuable. He did not anticipate Spotify or Apple Music <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, he. So yeah, I think he, he spent to... like fifty grand buying all these albums <clears throat> that he wanted to be able to pass to his, his yeah, daughters. Well, he, he filled something like ten iPods worth of uh, of music and thought, "I want to be." And then he got into an argument with Apple because he wanted to be able to you know, request that, and Apple was saying, "There's no mechanism for that," you know. Mm. But to be fair, that's short sighted on Apple's part. Well, that's, it was. I think, but uh, I think they probably saw long term <clears> that you know <throat> they, they would they would have understood that. Ownership of music it becomes a a dated concept, you know. Ownership well, yeah, but at, at that ephemera. point, ownership of digital is what what people were selling is your your own. This is yours, yeah. Uh, and now you could argue that uh, smart companies realize that this isn't yours. Most I mean, most companies realize this wasn't yours, and the language they were using of ownership wasn't real. It was it was it was a big old bug out, a big old fake out to make people go. I don't I don't understand the concept of what are you saying? I'm renting this for the Time of I'm well, alive, I've lost my first movie on iTunes. Have you? Oh. oh, what's happened to you? I've lost. I bought, and I know that I bought it because I I bought it specifically. <laughs> not specifically. I bought it and I watched it on the iPhone 10 because it had the HDR okay. screen. And I bought what was called the Goodfellas Remastered. <laughs> I had problems with Goodfellas as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and now I thought, oh, I maybe watch Goodfellas before The Irishman, and I went in, and it wasn't there. And then I went for, searched for it in iTunes, and it was like, yeah, you can buy this for seven ninety nine in four K HDR. It's like, uh, I've already minute, bought this yeah. in four K HDR. Thanks uh-huh. very much. But uh, I, I have bought a different version that is now lo- no longer on the platform. Yep, uh, that's the same thing happened to me. That, I, so what do you, I mean? What's the comeback on that? What's because I have so I bought. When Comicsology just started out, there was lots of experiments with how they should bundle comics, mm. and one of the things they did was the entire Planetary series. Oh, I want that! I can't believe I didn't buy that at the time. <clears throat> it was like thirty quid or something. It was less. It was, I think it was like twenty four pounds or something yeah, like that. It was, it was dirt ridiculous. Cheap. It was the entire, and I went, "Fuck it, I'm having it." I've got all those books, bar maybe three, and for the price of those three, I'll have all of it. And I bought that, and then eventually they took it off, but it's still in my library, so I can still download it to read sometimes but at the same time i kind of i'm, I'm off to, i'm going in there going thinking is it going to be there if i want to reread it is it mm. is it is it i don't know well it all depends what way the rights were negotiated with, with the original yeah, but, that, but that's the thing they know that and the publishers yeah, know that's that. not transparent to you that is not transparent to me as a as a buyer i'm like going i'm just going to buy a thing i, I, I think you're safer with comics than you are with movies the problem with the problem with goodfellas as scott and i both experienced is that they released a new version? They released an updated version, which made, which negated the old version. Yeah, but what should and have happened is they shouldn't have. They should have. They shouldn't left have taken it, it away at all. Yeah, it no. should be in an archive. It should be there for you to download because you own it. It should not be. You no longer have that. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but the, obviously that that makes it very clear that the paradigm of buying digital ephemera is not that you own it. You're buy, you're buying the rights to have it as long as they deem you to have the rights to, to yeah to watch yeah, it. Yeah, but but. And that that's a that's a different situation than yeah. what we've experienced yeah. up to this point. It is, you know? it is, and it's one that I don't think they are in any mad rush to explain to us more 
thoroughly because yeah. it very much as soon as people realize that oh no i don't own any of this shit that none of this is mine i've spent seven hundred thousand pounds on a library of, of film and tv that i can never get to own you know that once people really fully understand that they'll go fuck you i'm not doing that yeah and i definitely think it's a it's it's something that i mean it makes piracy sound like a sensible idea well at the same time i mean i you know, I, I don't see any easier way to get hold of top-notch sort of video quality, you know. No. Nope. You know, uh, I mean, I, everything that I buy on iTunes, I rip and put onto my Plex server, but, but, that's, a, but that's only HD. Yeah. Um, oh, you can't a, rip it in 4K? No, no. I, iTunes doesn't let you download in 4K. Oh, you, can right. you can only stream. Oh, that's sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. But, yeah. you know, obviously none of this is anything to do with Apple or Amazon or Google or any of the actual places that sell this stuff. It's the movie companies that are yeah. really wrestling with how do we get people to, you know, for years there was this sort of dynamic of you bought the VHS, then you bought the DVD, then you bought the Blu-ray, and now they're kind of going, well, if if, if one, one purchase digital is the end of the line for a lot of these titles, mm. and that's not going to work for us, we want to get that sort of every five or six, seven year purchase of Goodfellas out of people whenever we release a new version. Yeah. And that's what's happening now, I think, and it's a it's a bit of a worrying development. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would go back to physical media if I could figure out ways of making it more as convenient as... Well, the problem with it is it takes up space, yeah. and you have to go and look for it whenever yeah. you... And but, but, I mean, even to be able to buy it and rip it and have it permanently, I would I would go, yeah, okay, I'll do that, but like, it's, you can't even really do that. You can't most get people it don't 4K. have, you know, like, terabytes of space <clears throat> as a media server in yeah. their house, you know, it's yeah. a... That's why streaming is 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 the ultimate convenience. It's like all it my was, shit is somewhere it else. It was the ultimate convenience, but the moment they've they've now that there's going to be a thousand different streaming services, it's going to be incredibly inconvenient. You're going to go. I want to watch this film and that film, and they're on three. You know, they're three films, each of them on a different streaming service. And so, what do you do? Well, I mean, you that's know? that's what the the Apple TV Plus. Well, the Apple TV app was supposed to kind of solve. You search no, for the, just uh, all that solves is finding, finding the stuff. It, yeah, what it doesn't solve is I have to subscribe to three different you know uh, platforms in order to watch those three different things. You know, yeah. it, it it suddenly. In fact, it's in some ways worse because it's going. Yeah, you can watch this film, but it's not on any of the services you have. It's on this other one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the other thing is is the exclusivity of content. I mean, I yeah. I sort of had a, not an argument, but a sort of a discussion with somebody online yesterday where they were saying that, you know, Amazon Prime served all their needs. I was like, well, yeah. how is that possible? I mean, their I, needs are basically what someone who would go into a 1980s video store would be. Well, and <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of like, well, I mean, I, my, my problem is I am subscribed to Amazon <laughs> Prime and Netflix. And, mm. and from the, the end of this week, Apple TV Plus, you know, mm. I'll, I'll have that as well. Because if there's something really good out there, I do want to be able to see it. Mm. And, you know, I'd rather not thieve it. Mm. So, you know, if if I'm sitting there with an Amazon Prime-only subscription, but I really want to watch uh, Living With Yourself, mm. which is really good. Yes, it is. Um, yes. Then, you know, oh my, am I just not going to ever see that because I don't have that subscription? Yeah. So they kind of have you by the balls in a lot of these things. If if you want to be able to, if you don't want to miss out on really good content, then you've got to kind of get them all. Let's talk about living with yourself. Have yeah. you seen this? Have seen I this? have about, I've watched about the first four I'm episodes. about the same. I'm about the same I watched you. the entire thing in one night. It's a uh, very snackable show. So yeah, I think because every episode is like, 
Well, the premise is um, Paul Rudd plays a guy who's kind of dissatisfied with his life. He's married um, to a woman who wants to have a kid, and he's kind of not really 100% on board with this. So he decides to go to, uh, well, somebody somebody at work tells him, if you're not happy with your life, there's this place that I went to where it's a spa, and uh, you'll come out there feeling like a new man. And he goes along to this spa, and right enough, he comes out feeling like a new man. Simultaneously, there's another timeline going where Paul Rudd no, wakes, wakes up in the woods and realizes, you, you know, it's not another timeline. Well, there's another it cross cuts to another or another version of Paul Rudd, yeah, yeah, yeah. who wakes up in the woods and it transpires across these first two episodes that basically he's been cloned into a better and more genetically perfect version of himself, mm-hmm. and he's the one that got thrown away with all of his memories and so on. And the thrown away one should have been disposed should have been of, dis- should have been killed, should have been killed, and they they realize that and confront yeah. that. And so it's it's basically having to be confronted with a version of yourself that is perfect in every way mm. and exposes your worst flaws for yourself. Yes. Um it I thought it was a, it was a brilliant concept. Uh, I thought the execution was fantastic and I think at one point I was watching like the fifth or sixth episode and I turned around to Susie and I said this is, the effects in this are so fucking amazing mm. that I completely don't notice them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not, I, I, after about the first, I think, 15 minutes of two Paul Rudds on screen, I stopped thinking about the fact that there was two Paul Rudds on screen. They do, they completely do very, interacting with them, each other. They do a very clever thing where they don't interact that all. I mean, they interact yeah. and then they, they split off and have their own sort of story Yeah, so like they have, they'll have a day and then you'll see the day from one, one version's point of view and the other version, yeah. what they were doing on the same day and how they kind of mildly interact with each other. Yeah. But... When they are on screen together, it's flawless. Mm. I mean, in a way that I haven't—I don't think I've seen with a twinning type yeah. thing before, except um, Terminator Two. Well, well yeah, that, that's oh, that actual. And we know how that one was cheated, yeah. you know. But I—I I, I mean, obviously, I know how they did this. It's just at the point now where it, it can be done so flawlessly that mm. that narratives like this are so possible I, I mean, without you thinking about it <coughs> I would imagine it was expensive an expensive show yeah, Paul no. Rudd in the lead it, it's it, I mean it's, it's slightly expensive but the way that they've done it is slightly different than normal is that he would go he would record a scene and then immediately go get changed get, cha- get changed get his hair done to the other version and come back in straight away sometimes in less than you know an hour less than mm. 45 minutes and do, so then do the other half of the scene yeah. so he know he can remember exactly where he was standing he knows where that's he was quite looking a job because that's two that sets a, of dialogue and that is a and lot of work which is why that that's not the normal way that's done yeah. you know and normally he's playing them as different characters yeah. and they are yeah. very different people well there are yeah. two versions of Paul Rudd there are two versions well yeah because Paul Rudd is a, is a movie star because he's a very likable person yes. but he's almost always Paul Rudd yeah he's, and, he's made a very good career out of being himself the, yeah being the best Paul Rudd there is yeah. um, and so and there is a kind of charming goofy Paul Rudd and there's a kind of put upon kind of schlubby sort schlubby of schlubby yeah. Paul Rudd character and he's doing both of those yeah, I think the best really thing well about it is Ashley B I think is, she's is, really good is who? Ashley B Oh, she's great on it. Yeah. His yeah. his wife. <coughs> yeah, I think she's, she's fantastic. She's very good on it. That's um, the first thing I think I've seen her in. She's the oh, the, she's in loads of stuff. She's in um, season three of The Fall. Yeah, I don't think I remember in it though. Um, she, she's she's, she's, she's dra- just she's, another murder victim, isn't she? No, she's the she's the nurse that looks after Jamie Dornan in the hospital. Oh, right, and then he has that death wink. Yes, <laughs> death okay. wink. Death wink. Um, death wink was one of the Rob Liefeld characters they couldn't use in the. Uh, <laughs> In the new Major X series. 
because his feet were too small. <laughs> What's her name again? Ashleen B. Ashleen B. So she she did another show on um on on Channel Four. On B- oh yes, on Channel Four, That's which really she wrote, good. which she wrote, yes, uh, called "This Way Up." Yes. Okay. Which yes. I haven't seen, but I've heard is very good. It is yeah. really it, good. It did leave me wanting to check out more stuff that she's done because I found I found her very funny and very yeah, uh, just a really sort of integral part of the whole show. Yeah. Um, the one thing I kind of was thinking about the whole thing was <clears throat> if they just left it at that, I'd be happy enough. If, now you haven't seen the end. No. But if they just left it at the end of that show, at the end of as, as it is at the end of eight episodes, I'd be very satisfied. But it could continue. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, and I think I thought the exact same thing about Russian Doll. Mm. Like, if they just leave it at that, it's a nicely tidy little yeah. series of eight episodes that makes a nice little one-off, you know? And I think that's what Netflix needs to lean into. So. I, I So one of the things, sometimes when I watch a show like that, I think to myself, if that were me, what would that be, be like? Like, if that were you, if you went, if you went to the thing... I think, what would the version of you that's best better, version of the me. best version of you be like? I mean, that that's obviously what the, what the show provokes. You know, that's what that. all the ladies get. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. I, I mean, yeah, I do. I, I, I was watching it thinking that, you know, what what are the qualities of me that are undesirable? Uh-huh. You know, and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I've got any useful sort of thoughts on that i just well the the, you, the interesting I, thing you is you do kind of ruminate on it a bit, yeah you know? the, the interesting thing is seeing what that very three-dimensional character of paul rudd um is like and all his flaws and i mean when the 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 director of the company that he works for talks about how he was one of the most talented people that ever seen and and clearly life has just sort of passed him by in some ways and you know all his dreams and aspirations have gone out the window and and he's not he's not had an affair but he's also not kind of you know he's, he's not he's, not thinking about it yeah he's yeah. not not thinking about it he's not not tempted by it and um but at the same time it's like so you know and he used to tell great stories and he doesn't anymore and it's like so you know this very sort of three-dimensional character and then they they put him through this process and the the super good everyone thinks is funny brilliant paul roger kind of thinking oh is that just like the earlier version of him or is he like a character without those flaws because he there's a and i don't know how this is explored later on but there's a where the the paul rudd original the original paul rudd versus paul rudd light um is is has has a film script or a play script or something that he's been writing for years and he gets the other character the other paul rudd to kind of go into work and he goes sure you could stay at home and and write your, uh, script. Write your script of course he spends most of the time having a wank or you know whatever it is he wants procrastinating. to do. procrastinate and having a wank but you, and then the other paul rudd comes in and writes his own script uh, his own version of it and it's like you kind of wonder I, I initially thought, well, maybe the super smart, clean, good looking, you know, I'm brilliant at everything would not be able to write that story, yeah. that script. But I don't know if it's explored in that because he doesn't seem to be as deep a character in some ways. You know, he's, he's flawless in lots of ways, but it, maybe it's, it's, it is explored it. as, as they get on. Yeah, okay, I mean, okay. You know, flawless doesn't seem to be. A, a natural state of being. Yeah. Okay. You know, and ev- everyone has that's, flaws. That's what I explain yeah. to my wife all the time. <laughs> oh, what about you, Scott? I mean, you are as flawless as flawless could be, or 
I, I mean, you, like a, a version of you with more zest for life. I don't know if I could handle it. Uh, yeah, and we've all, as we've established a couple of weeks ago that you are already the best version of your life. I'm not saying I'm the now best. We've done, saying, now we've done miracle berries. That's it. I, I'm not saying I'm it's the all, best. It's all ticked what, off. What I am saying is that um, I think given the things that I've got going for me, this is as good as it gets. You know, Miracle berries. Miracle berries and hanging out with me chums. Dirt. Dirt manure in your mouth so that limes don't taste as horrific. <laughs> and broccoli minutes. tastes just as bad. Wow, you must have had belched up some horrible broccoli for you to be this bitter right now about it. You it were was, okay about it for 10 minutes. It was just okay. <laughs> it was the very definition of just okay. All right, well, look, we did that show. What about, okay, you, you go in and you go, look, make me a better person. And you wake up, what's the better person of you like? Uh, it's a, a hard thing to think about. I mean, it's yeah. hard to to know because you kind of think if I could see what that meant, I'd just do it. I mean, my 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 number one thing I don't like myself is my lack of stick to itness. Mm. Where I I kind of I, I get ideas about things and I can't seem to follow through on them mm. for a for a much longer period than you've maybe been doing months. this podcast for over a year, my friend. So well done on that front. Well, that's because there's outside influence on that, you know. Mm. Like, yeah. Someone else feel, shows up I, in my house and expects me to be recorded. I feel the same about that. I'm also really like I can. All right, now I feel like I'm just dragging you too long. I'm awake. I, I, uh, my ability to procrastinate is pretty Su- exceptional. Superhuman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. But then way. in your work, it's not. No, I think I feel like everyone thinks they procrastinate a lot because everyone does. And but we all need to because you can't like if you were the sort of person that's producing stuff all the time, like you wouldn't. I mean, it would be impossible to exist. I didn't, but I just even like to do like one of the things that I think about. <laughs> do you know what my problem is? My problem is is kind of the opposite. I I kind of wish that I had the ability to easier say no to doing mm. things outside of work. Like if like you don't the, want like to do the podcast, podcast anymore. <laughs> no, if all I had to do outside of work was the podcast, I'd be really happy. Mm-hmm. But I take on all these little things here left, you know, yeah. lots of little sort of video projects and stuff and I don't take any joy think, from them. Do you think more assertive, Ron? Oh, you be? need to marry Kondo that. Yeah. Do you think a more assertive Ron would come out of the process of the, the cloning tank? Possibly much more... Um, Maybe quicker to answer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Probably, 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 do you Would know you be more assertive? Ron? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, in, in past weekends, I've kind of found myself with Saturdays where I didn't have to do anything and go anywhere. I've just stayed in bed and listened to music and watched TV. Oh, and that's I've, like Nathan's I, ideal Saturday. And I've been as happy as I've ever been. <laughs> um, and if I could find a way to make that happen once a week, I'd be totally up for it. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hard to make that happen. Yeah, but you see... Literally by, doing nothing. But here's the thing, right? By doing that, I'm abdicating from all other responsibilities, oh. including showering, getting up, eating, <laughs> helping helping around the house, uh-huh. uh, basically just being present for my other half. Susie, Saturday's my time. That's <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's an incredibly selfish Wrong thing. time. But it makes me feel great, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I wallow in it, you know? I, I will lie on the bed, like almost well, entirely naked, watching TV. <laughs> Unnecessary or, detail. Or listening, okay. or listening to music too loud for the neighbours to, you know, like so loud that they're bound to be able to hear it. And I just play, sometimes I just fall asleep 
with like incredibly loud music playing. And Susie comes in and she says, "Oh, you were just lying there in the uh, not not even in the dark in, in a the- bedroom with all red light on, <laughs> <laughs> or blue, <laughs> or flashing lights." <laughs> I'm, I'm having the, naked, I'm, I'm having naked the be- as a jaybird. I'm having the best time in my life, just being left alone to listen to <laughs> and do watch whatever I want. And then I'll maybe crawl downstairs sometime <laughs> or around around tea time. And, I, and I'm literally like, "And what's for dinner?" <laughs> and it's, it, it feels like the worst worst version of myself, but it's the version where I'm happiest. <laughs> Isn't that a terrible thing to that's admit? Pretty, that's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's, it's it's like all I want is the occasional day of just nonstop self indulgence, mm. and I don't allow myself to have that very often. I'm always out doing stuff, doing jobs for people, helping people out, driving, and. You know, I, I kind of always prided myself on being the sort of person who always helps out his friends. I don't like doing it. <laughs> I I will do it every time yeah, because yeah. it kind of there's a there's a friendly sort of obligation in me that was like I will help people out because I think people would help me. I out. feel like somebody's on court drawn about now, this, and he's just <laughs> it's, it's all exploding. Out. Here's the thing, right? In, in in maybe the last ten years, I have helped umpteen people move house or do things or you know. Given of my time and services, and they they never nothing, never nothing reciprocated. Back. And I feel like if I asked those same people, do you know what I've got to move house next week? Can we, can you be available? They'd be like, eh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are just like they're much better at, at saying no and reserving their own time. Than you I can't am. say if you can't say no if you've already done it for them, unless oh. there is a legitimate. Like, oh, I'm away that no, weekend. There, there is, there's like a half-life for favours. You do a favour for someone. But a house if move, you, if house you move is immediately, like, they house will help move you back. And, house move and uh, lift to the airport, they are like top-tier <laughs> friend requests. They are the ones that like, I'm going to, the, these must be paid back in how kind. I have, I have, I've been given a lift to the airport when I've needed a lift to the airport. Zero times out of See, never, I don't know how many times. You've never asked me. I would do it like some sort of fucking jump. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would have. And I've I've come. To you would nev- have to drive further to my house than you would have to take me to the airport. And I've come to never expect any reciprocation because I just think I am the sort of person who who is pretty selfless to my own detriment. Mm. That, and that's that's not. Do a you good think thing. that's a little bit of a messiah complex? Yes. <laughs> I want everyone to think that I am the best person. <laughs> fat, fat Jesus. <laughs> let's, let's get Fat Christ on the job and see what he can so, do. So I feel like what you're saying here is that the, the version of you that would come out of the cloning tank would be the one everyone would go, Jesus, Ron used to be so nice and nice, such a dick. Well, he might, he might have lost weight too. <laughs> He's skinny, yeah. but he would never give me a fucking Ron left. used to help me all the time and now he just tells me to fuck off. He looks good though. <laughs> <laughs> Smells great. <laughs> I'd like to be able to make decisions. Really? I agonize over decisions. Like what? what? What big decisions are in your life that you need to agonize over? I don't know what to watch on Netflix. But no one can do that. Yeah, no, I think no. Netflix has ruined TV for most people. <laughs> that, no one can sit Remember when we had four channels? It yeah. takes me like an hour to do the dishes. And 59 minutes of that is figuring out what to watch on Netflix while I do them. It's fucking insane. And I go, so you still not done the dishes? I'm going, I haven't found anything to watch. It's just, it's really you have to find something that you can listen to, but it also can be loud without annoying other people. So no swearing. It's, oh, Put them in the dishwasher? What? I don't have a dishwasher. I don't have a dishwasher either. 
Not everyone We're has not a all dishwasher. Middle class bourgeoisie like you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you've changed, man. You used to be one of the people. No, I've always had a dishwasher. <laughs> I really want one. I said to my mother earlier on that I think any house move that I'd make would have to be like as long as there's a dishwasher involved, yeah. I could take a lot of other there's, shit. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of things whenever if I'm looking around for new houses, which I like to do. Property pal is like my little secret. Like, oh, let's yeah, let's let's let's. Sometimes I'm like, let's see what I could afford in Enniskillen. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, I could live in a massive house in Enniskillen, but I'd have to live in Enniskillen. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now let's see if I can find that property in Belfast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, two up, two down. <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah uh, no no washing machine in the kitchen. That's Has a big it, one for you. That that yeah I do not want to be having a washing machine in the kitchen. Okay. Well, why? I don't. It's because it's noisy. I want the utility room. Ah, uh, but you see, I don't want a kitchen where I have to sit looking at the kitchen. Oh, so you don't want open plan? Oh no, God, no. Okay. <laughs> needs to have a dishwasher. Needs to have gas. Oh, I wish you two would just move in with each other. He wants open plan. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's why I want you to move in with each other. And, 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 it would be like the odd couple. And I would lie naked in a room with flashing lights. <laughs> like Martin Sheen at the start of Apocalypse Now, just rolling around. Yeah, pretty much. Practicing I, kung fu. I, I, I got a new smart bulb that does, that does flashing strobe lights just so I could lie in my bed. Oh, and, Christ. And, while the colours change around me. <laughs> Listening to metal really loudly. Oh, we had to, I had to take down our... Nano leaf panels. Oh, really? Uh, but well, we were just get we were getting wallpaper put up on those wall on the walls that have it. Christ, they're a pain in the ass to get off the wall. I think you need like a chisel to get them off. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so they're down now. The wall the walls are wallpapered, and they've they got to go back up. But I want more. Yeah, I want more as well. What are they? The, the lights aren't the light they? panels. Yeah, I think I want the canvas ones. Now. The, the, the canvas ones? ones are really nice. Yeah. Shall we hear, yeah. right, shall we go to a pick of the week? Have we got a pick of the week? I don't know oh. a pick of the week other than lying naked in your room listening to me. Really Not in my music. room. <laughs> Not in my room, surely. I mean, I feel I feel like we're kind of at a weird week this week because Apple TV Plus starts last week. So there's a whole bunch of shows that I really want to see. Is it starting yeah. in the UK? Or have you it starts, got- oh, it starts, you it starts in the 1st of November worldwide. What I wanted to ask, what I wanted to ask about this is I bought a new iPhone. Yep. So I get Apple TV Plus free for a year. You do. How do I get that? Um, you sign up for Apple TV Plus on the new iPhone <clears throat> on 1st of November. Done. Oh, I okay. like that little snap there. That was good. Done. 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 Can't wait. You have to sign up on the device that you actually bought. Okay. So. Fine. Okay. Perfect. Then. All right. Can't wait. All right. Do you have a pick of the week now? Do I have a pick of the week? I do have a pick of the week. You do? can't remember what it is, though. I know. It's, we should really write down our picks of the week Fucking we hell. Start. I did have one. The fuck was it? What has enriched my life this week? <laughs> Nothing from the size of it. Not I mean, a single uh, thing. Nothing. Okay, well, we don't have a pick of the week this week. Pick, a, yeah, him, pick one yourself something. in the in the chat room. Thanks to everyone who's a Patreon subscriber. Oh, fuck. We didn't do that in the last episode. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't believe we're not going to pick up more Patreon subscribers for the people listening to us eating food. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so the Patreon, the Patreon could do with a bit more love, people. If you wanna, if you wanna join up and uh, support the show, it's at patreon.com forward slash Sunnyside Podcast. And I mean, look, you're not gonna get a lot for it except for an enormous <laughs> sense of well-being that you're helping yeah, the show yeah, being produced. Yeah. And you're helping pay for stuff. 
So that um, I can guarantee, if everyone went and got a better person for for them, the cloning thing that Paul Rudd went through, they'd all subscribe on Patreon. Yeah, they, they'd, they'd all th- be Patreon subscribers. their cash around left, right, and center. Yeah, the show is always going to be free to listen to, but if you've paid for it, you'll just You're take a, a little bit of ownership no. of it. <laughs> we keep talking about maybe we'll give you something. Yeah, we're not going to. Um, that's just us procrastinating. No, no. I mean, it's hard to think of something that you can do because what what do you want to do? Do you want to do t-shirts? Do you want to do... Yeah. You, you want to do t-shirts. Sure. Look, most Patreon um, gifts are digital in nature. They mm-hmm. are they are ephemera. Ephemera. Ephemera that is, that is easily duplicated and given to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I don't know what we can do that's worth giving, though. That's the, If you have any ideas, let us know. If you want to see pictures of us... I can, I can do a live stream live, from the next time I'm in my bedroom. Live in, <laughs> <laughs> writhing around on Ron's bed with disco lights and go-go. Apocalypse Ron. Apocalypse <laughs> wrong. Punching, I mean, punching mirrors and, uh, and crying. Yeah, how much does somebody have to pay to be part of this experience? I don't know. Though. Well, I think How much does I have to pay to get out of it afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>